welcome back. It's another episode of the Draft Dive Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jonah, joined as always by my co-host Colt. Colt, how's it going out there? I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited actually. Um, I don't I don't know if many people are uh, for Thursday night football. Bears, Commanders. Who who do you have winning that one? I think the I think the Commanders are probably easily the favorites. Yeah, I'm looking at the line right now. Five and a half point favorite right. Yeah, it's tough to see the Commanders not winning, but as we are all too aware, anything can happen in in any game in football. But smart smart picks the Commanders. Very true. Yeah, uh, pretty high. Well, I guess it's middling, kind of over under. It's higher than I expected to be. Forty four and a half. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm pretty yeah. excited for the self. I uh I know last time we were talking. You know, we were discussing waiver wire, uh, who to pick up and everything. We also went over a little bit of the injuries, um, where where players were, status, everything updated like that. I know the people are itching for it, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into just a, a few players here, some stud players who, you know, what their injury status is looking like here on Wednesday night. That's when we're recording. We'll drop this uh, podcast on, on Thursday. But as of right now, um, players who have participated in a full practice, uh, I've got Cooper Cup. It's it's funny because he, he was posted as limited, and then Sean McVay uh, during the uh, pre-practice interview said, he's going to go through practice today. It says limited, but he's not going to be limited. I'm just reading the teleprompter like I'm Ron Burgundy, which I thought was <laughs> I thought that was a great refer- reference from Anchorman. Um, but yeah, when I went and I looked at the uh, the footage, it was like Pukanukua running the same routes as Cooper Cup. It was same speed. They were all doing the same thing. So yeah, Cooper Cup was out there pretty much full go. Jonathan Taylor, uh, he was a full participant as well here in practice. So that's great. Uh, shockingly, Joe Burrow for his calf injury is completely off the injury report. So that one was a, a surprise to me. Luke Musgrave, Christian Watson, and Aaron Jones all practice here today. Who is limited? Uh, we've got quite a few players here, so I'm just going to rattle off some names. Saquon Barkley, Jerry Judy, Miles Sanders, Debo Samuel, Damian Pierce, Justice Hill, Kenny Pickett, a surprising one. He said he's going to play uh, here this Sunday. I would be shocked if he does, to be honest. And uh, Ramondre Stevenson and, and Derek Carr. So those are limited players. Here's the ones we should be a little more high alert. Keep your eyes on, certainly. They did not practice here on Wednesday. Javante Williams kind of expected that he is a later afternoon game so if you have to pivot to somebody else there's really only like four four other games I think um, that you could do so so keep that in mind E Higgins I expect him to miss some time personally I think I think you said two to four weeks something like that um, when we were mm-hmm. discussing it because rib Kyron Williams uh, he didn't practice today but he's expected to be there for Sunday it was a hip injury and I'm on Ross St. Brown uh, ab injury. Uh, he was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice, uh, but he w- he did do go through walkthroughs. Something to keep in mind that when kind of struck my attention because I I've got him in a few leagues and he he wasn't injured. That wraps up all the injuries. Uh, let's get into the starting sits. Who do you who are you rocking with for your your uh, quarterback this week? So I think I'm gonna go with Brock Purdy as the start uh purdy he's going against what was a very scary cowboys defense but after last after their last outing um 
they don't they seem to really miss um digs out there and i think purdy has a good game with his weapons back uh in the 250 to 300 yard two to three touchdowns okay yeah no i i definitely like that one yeah the the cowboys defense just as you mentioned it's like uh it is intimidating if you look at where they've far as fantasy points but yeah the the matchups recently and you know dropping digs off you know, obviously went to ir out for the season that's gonna be a big hit for him my quarterback uh stream of the week i've got jordan love at raiders raiders are top 10 and uh well i guess bottom 10 fantasy points allowed to the qp position love has been very efficient uh with his passing and you know especially with the touchdowns now he gets watson so who's practicing in full even you know even against a good Lions defense last week, he still scored 16 fantasy points. So he mustered that up. I'm excited for him uh, against the Raiders. I think an honorable mention as well would be like a Sam Howell versus Bears. Yeah, we talked about Sam Howell quite a bit uh, during the pickups. So he was obviously a a highly ranked, highly regarded quarterback who we feel is underrated this week. Definitely looks like a good matchup against Chicago. And yeah, like you said, almost anyone against Las Vegas looks pretty good. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the running back start of the week. It's it's a quick one. Um <laughs> it's a person we're not gonna be able to call the start of the week anymore after this. It's gonna be somebody you're locking into your lineup as much as you are Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, uh Travis Kelsey. Talking about Devon Achan versus the Giants. Like I said, he just had eight carries for 101 yards and two touchdowns versus the Bills. Now he gets to go against the Giants, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to the running back position. I mean, two. I think it was he got a touchdown on his second and his third carry of the game. So he, I mean, he doesn't need volume, obviously, with eight carries, but he just needs a huge hole, and, and he's gone. Yeah, I he is quickly becoming a freak, and so it's. Time to start him every week, as you said. Yeah, it's just too much upside to leave on the bench. I mean, I get the 50-point game on the bench. Nobody was starting him then. That totally makes sense. But, yeah, you, you can't bench him anymore. Yep. And uh, I'll go with uh, Khalil Herbert out of Chicago against that Washington team. Uh, I think they try and keep it on the ground a little more to – well, to keep a balanced offense for Justin Fields. And Washington isn't overly strong against the run. So I like Herbert this week as kind of a, a bit of a sleeper start. Yeah, and it was nice. He uh, he had a little bounce back there. Uh, Got to play Denver. That's going to help, right? But, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm totally cool with that. Like I said, part of the reason why I'm, I, I, have a, I have an over uh, – I guess I'm oversaturated in – my Khalil Herbert shares, and so Thursday uh, night football will be a pretty good, good test of my my mental if he can actually muster it up. Some more. I, I'm looking to get you know if he does if he does good this week here, looking to ship him. I, I, yeah, I, I like the matchup definitely playing him there. My uh, wide receiver start of the week. I'm going with Michael Pittman versus the Titans. Now Michael Pittman, you might you might be saying well, he kind of burnt me last week. I mean. He had one catch, 15 yards, and a game that went to overtime. So even extra time, and that's all I, all I can muster up. I mean, 
He's top 10 in targets uh, amongst wide receivers. He has an elite target share, 8th in the league in first read targets, and 11th in receptions. Where he's kind of lacking is the yardage department. He's not getting a ton of yardage. That's kind of Anthony Richardson's fault. But in PPR leagues, he's absolutely crucial for your team. You can start Michael Pittman with confidence going into pass funnel Titans. Yeah, no, makes sense. Um, I mean, the Titans are, I think, a bit of a tougher defense to look at. But uh, with Anthony Richardson coming back, should be able to keep them honest, keep the defense honest, and be able to to find the receivers a little more. Uh, I'll go with the guy. I mean, I feel bad, you know, talking about guys we've talked about, but he's still, he's not that high on weekly rankings around. So I've got to, got to say Adam Thielen. Uh, he's not that high in a lot of rankings across, across the board, which surprises me. He's still putting up, you know, easy starting wide receiver numbers every week no thought starting wide receiver numbers he's got detroit detroit's defense is better but their offense you know pretty high scoring offense carolina's going to need to throw the ball to keep up with him who are they going to throw it to probably adam thielen yeah no and i i love that i love that i mean i'm a big adam thielen person and a lot of ppr leagues so he just you know he's kind of a easy uh Low in wide receiver two, high in wide receiver three for you know plug and play for my life. Yeah. I um we talked about this person here on waivers as well. My tight end start of the week, Zach Ertz versus the Bengals. The Bengals, I mean, we we've seen what they are on offense. On defense, uh, the Bengals are allowing the fourth most points to the tight end position. Uh there's he's second in uh tight end targets. He's a safe option, uh, especially in PPR leagues. If you got to watch any of the game last uh, last week for the Cardinals, I think they were playing San Francisco. Basically, all of his work came on the final drive. But, I mean, that's how some of the games are going to go for the Cardinals, too. So, yeah, Zach Ertz, plug and play. Yeah, a scrappy, scrappy team who's going to be fighting the whole way. So, they, they should be looking Zach Ertz's way. Um, I went with a guy, I mean, a very highly regarded tight end, but you might be a little scared. And that's uh, Darren Waller, because you're probably a little scared of, of any New York Giant right now. But they're playing Miami. They're going to be throwing the ball all game long. Eventually, Daniel Jones will get enough time to get a few passes off. And I think, you know, it's safe to say that Waller is going to be his number one option. And that they're going to be throwing the ball early and often to try and keep up with Miami. Yeah, uh, just as the Adam Thielen pick, I mean, they're going to be coming from behind, so that, that's certainly something they're going to have to do. I would imagine uh, he gets more than three targets like he did uh, last week versus the Seahawks, but that was more of a, a testament to the, the offensive line not really holding up. Hopefully they can kind of uh, get a good week of practice in and be able to protect Daniel Jones a little bit more. Darren, Darren Waller's a good talent, and so I don't think they're looking to get burnt by another somebody they invested in, like Kenny Galladay, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, probably Darren Waller probably already has more catches in these four games than Kenny Galladay had in, in a Giants uniform. I digress. I'm going to go on to my, uh, my DST of the week. I'm going Ravens at Steelers. Again, we talked about them as a, a pickup on the waiver show. Steelers have the fourth worst total offense in yards per game, the lowest over-under of the week at 38.5. The last four matchups, I mean, it's a divisional game here. 
here's the, here's how the the uh, point spread was. <laughs> here's how the game ended. It was 16 to 13, 16 to 14, 16 to 13, 19 to 20. Woo! What you know the hmm. 39 point game there at the end. But yeah, they they've been typically pretty low scoring these past three games. The Ravens allowed zero rushing touchdowns and only three passing touchdowns so far in the season. You add in, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett, who's been limited at practice at week so, so far. Um, you know, I I don't really like. Uh, I, I'm assuming they're going to be splitting some type of reps with Mitch Trubisky. That's not. I mean, I think it was John Madden that said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks, right? So if you're not getting yep. the full week of practice, that's not a. Yeah, I'm going to go with the defense that I think is almost certainly available in your league, at least it looks that way from all of my leagues, uh, the Texans. Now, the Texans have a kind of a juicy matchup at Atlanta, juicy for the defense. Atlanta wins games, but they're not setting the world on fire on offense. So Texans get a, a nice matchup and... This team we thought might have been the worst team in the league is very competitive, much like Arizona is. So I like the Texans against Atlanta this week. Okay, okay, Jonah. I think we got a little, maybe a little disagreement here on the pod. Oh. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll save the, I'll save my my slander for the Texans here bit portion, but I, I'll, I'll go on a, a, about that just a little. Um. My sits, let's get into those. Um, I'll start with the quarterback. I'm going Trevor Lawrence at the Bills. So far, I mean, the Bills have allowed the third fewest points to the quarterback position on the season. Just shut down the best offense in football, uh, you know, the Dolphins of week four. Yeah, I mean, I know they lost Tredavious White, um, but Trevor Lawrence hasn't been great so far in the season. I mean, he's failed to have a game over 17 fantasy points. 15th in passing yards per game, and he's only had four passing touchdowns. And I think that's really the kicker there. You're not a running quarterback like Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson type, then you've got to have passing yards or touchdowns. I mean, he hasn't done it so far. He's got the weapons. They're there. I don't know how he really does it here, five against Buffalo. Yeah, Lawrence was actually a guy on my list too to – to look at sitting i don't think he has a great game against buffalo might save him if buffalo scores a lot of points and he's just chucking the ball out there so much that that it becomes a you know pass first and pass off an offense but i think it's gonna be tough for him i don't know if i need to mention joe burrow as a sit anymore <laughs> i think anyone with joe burrow as much as it hurts he's got to be on the bench. So I went with Dak Prescott. I think uh, Prescott against San Francisco is just a tough matchup for him. He hasn't been really lighting the world on fire as a fantasy quarterback, but was probably taken as one of a, as a guy that you expect to start. And so, yeah, against San Francisco's tough D on the road. I'm, I'm going, I'm sitting Dak Prescott. Yeah, no, that's a good sit. I mean, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards at all this season. Kind of, they added Brandon Cooks, Gallup's healthy, C.D. Lamb. We've already discussed how they've been passing the ball around, uh, spreading around, as opposed to just feeding Lamb or feeding just receivers. Yeah, I'm not really excited for Lamb. The fourth, of course, it's one of the best defense here. Let's go on to running back. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going with a tandem. Okay, so I'm just gonna say this whole backfield. 
<laughs> as my sit. Hmm. I'm going Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor versus the Titans. Here's okay. my rationale. The Titans are the best team in the league against the run. I think statistically they're they're right up there as well. Taylor practiced for the first time uh here on Wednesday. First time this regular season, so that's exciting. But we do see oftentimes with players who hold out, and and I know he didn't hold out, he was on IR, but it was kind of like a more of a money situation thing than anything. A questionable IR. Yeah, yeah, it was his wallet was hurting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we saw Josh Jacobs, how he's kind of, you know, he missed all of training camp and just waited all the way up to, you know, the season starts and then then started practicing and going. And I don't think he was 100% in the game shape. Saying that's how Taylor's going to be, that could be part of it. Um, but we also don't know how the snap share is going to be distributed. So it could be a Zach Moss show. It could be a Jonathan Taylor show. If I had to pick one, let's say I had both on my roster, starting Taylor simply because of the upside. But I'm going to give you a few names here, Jonah, and I'm just curious. I'm going to give you uh, some running backs. You let me know if you would start Jonathan Taylor this week, um, assuming he's not on any kind of snap count, and they just say he's full go, releasing him, uh, and and who, who would start. So I'm going to go with Najee Harris versus the Ravens, Jonathan Taylor for the Titans. I would actually take Taylor over Najee Harris this week. Yeah, I get that. Ravens' defense is really good, um, as well as Najee's not been super great. He had a great last week. I think they played Houston, so going to obviously help. Uh, let's go to the same matchup. Other side of the ball, Gus Edwards versus Steelers. Steelers haven't been amazing again. Ah, uh, gosh, you know, it's not so much. I think I'd still go with Taylor just because of the uncertainty, I think, in that Ravens' backfield. Gus Edwards hasn't exactly lit it up, and I don't know if they're going to be pivoting to other running backs or not. And at least with Taylor, I feel like, hey, if they say he's a starter, at least I know this guy's starting, even though the matchup is probably better for Gus Edwards. That That is true. Um, let's go one more guy. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson versus the Saints. He is uh, also I was stunk it up. <laughs> I was never a Ramondre Stevenson believer, which is so, you know, I get it. I'd probably still, I mean, that one's closer to a coin flip. Okay. Um, you know, that's that's about a coin flip for me. They're pretty equal. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, those, I um, I would probably, oh man, it's, it's so tough. I, would, I think I would start Taylor in all those situations as well, just simply because the upside, I mean, we've seen him before, and if he is ready and in, in game shape, I mean, he could take it to the house from anywhere on the field. So that's something that none of these other three running backs can do. Um, let's compare him to another running back that's kind of has that elite speed, has that game-breaking potential. Would you start Jonathan Taylor versus the Titans or Brees Hall versus Denver? Defense in the league. Ooh, I mean, I think I might have to go with Brees Hall just based on pure matchup. And as you said, I mean... What are the odds on Brees Hall getting at least one, you know, 50-plus touchdown run? Seems pretty good. Yeah, no, it it does seem uh, pretty pretty nice there. Uh, head coach Robert Sala actually came out uh, today and said there's no more pitch count for, for Brees Hall. So the training wheels are off. He's full go. That's pretty exciting because he had a four-carry game and a six-carry game so far on the season. Yeah, that's uh, – I guess it's literally wheels up for, for Brees Hall. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, definitely. 
your uh, running back start of the week? Or the uh, the sit of the week? Sit of the week, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the player you I, do not want to start. I was actually going with the guy we mentioned, uh, Najee Harris. Oh, so yeah. Najee Harris, I mean, definitely a tough, tough matchup versus Baltimore. Hasn't looked great. Yeah, had the good game versus Houston, but you know, uh, a weaker running defense than than Baltimore. Uh, I think he's going to struggle this week, especially if there's no Kenny Pickett. Is as much as I'm not a Kenny Pickett fan, you know, the defense is going to focus on stopping Najee Harris, and and I think they're going to shut him down. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean. Your your chance to get out, uh, you know, is right now before he plays another game, and he has that Houston one just sitting on his resume. Um, if you if you've got an opportunity, but yeah, we've talked about the the Ravens defense; they're they're legit against the run. I'm gonna go with the wide receiver here. Uh, it's maybe a little controversial, and maybe you you can't avoid starting him, but I'm going Debo Samuel versus Cowboys, and I'm not trying to uh, put myself on a crutch here. It, because he's been limited with an injury at practice, but last and I know last week was probably he was used strictly as a decoy. I mean, he had zero targets, so I would imagine he's only out there just running routes. The Cowboys have allowed the second fewest uh, fantasy points to receiving options so season. He might have better options, but I'm trying to avoid Debo. Um, is that how you're kind of looking at it? Because I mean, he is like I said, still limited practice with something else. Two things. Yeah, I mean, it depends on his health. Uh, Debo at full strength, I, I would have a lot of faith in. Um, I already mentioned liking Brock Purdy's matchup against Dallas. Um, so it all it all depends on Debo's health is basically where it where it lands. Yeah, true. I, I don't know if they called him out for like a having any kind of like limited snaps last week. Let him go and. Let him run and you know take somebody off the defense. Yeah, not not too too excited for him, but you may not be able to pivot just given. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with a bit of a surprising sit here, uh, Jalen Waddle. Now, Jalen Waddle's awesome. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I fear that Miami gets up too too far ahead too quickly against the New York Giants and kind of shuts down the passing game. Now, it's possible Waddle catches one of those early uh, touchdowns. I get it. You're probably starting him if you have him. He's probably too good to sit. But I would be worried that Miami goes up by, you know, three scores pretty early and goes into a pretty conservative offense. Yeah, I'm looking at the over-under right now. Uh, it's it's the widest spread of the week. It's 10.5 points uh, Miami's favored by. It's <laughs> The over-under is 48.5. So I'd imagine what, what that puts Miami exactly at, but that's uh, that's a lot of points for Miami. Um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Waddle, he hasn't been he hasn't been great this season. I, I've been starting him kind of nonstop, just simply on the name, and I know he was out for the Denver game, but... Yeah, I mean, nine points, ten points, six points. It's he hasn't got over six targets so far in any game. Not the run, but yeah, I mean, they're just the the offense has been electric. Just have to, you know, they're running the ball after the fact once they once they're up. I thought maybe last week would have been a little more, would have been better. 
because the Bills put up what was it like forty two or or something on them, and yeah, they just couldn't couldn't get things going. But that's kind of a testament, I guess, to the Bills defense as well. Giants yeah. don't really have that. Yeah, he's got to score early. He's got to get you something early. That's the thing with Waddle, though. I mean, he could take a slant all the way to the house. We saw it multiple times last year. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that can be a little scary for sure. I'm gonna go uh, a tight end here. I think he was my sit of the week last week. Um, he went seven for seventy-seven against the Patriots. I'm going. I'm going Jake Ferguson, Cowboys tight end at Forty ers uh, The Forty ers have allowed only fifteen points to the tight end position so far this season. Um, there are some teams that have allowed less fantasy points, but they haven't really played any real tight ends. I'll give you the names that the 49ers have played so far, and I would I would say that they're they're startable in most fantasy aspects, so certainly worth something there. Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higby, Darren Waller, and Zach Ertz. Over the course of four weeks, they've only allowed 15 points to them. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not too excited uh, for the matchup in general. I think it's going to be a pretty defensive battle, but I do think the 49ers, I think they're already favored too. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, that defense is going to be going to be shutting down a lot of a lot of tight ends, basically. And so, understand that. I mean, I feel like it's too easy to say Kyle Pitts is uh, <laughs> is the sit of the week. You're probably sitting him already. I will say, I mean, a guy, you know, again, maybe this is a, again too easy, but someone who I have a lot of faith in, who I really rank highly at the tight end position. I think he has a tough week. So that's Pat Fryermuth. Um I'm not sure is is he healthy? I think he's I think he's out. Um oh, okay. He's doubtful. Hamstring, yeah. He's pretty sure he's not gonna be all right. Well we better well you better sit him then. But uh <laughs> we'll go with a different different tight end. Um I'll go with Dallas Goddard. He was another one. Uh Billy's tight end, um, a guy you'd probably drafted as a a starter. I think they go outside more against the Rams, uh, attack, you know, attack their corners with their wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, and don't go to Dallas Goddard as much. Yeah, Dallas Goddard actually has been surprisingly, I mean, you drafted him as probably the fourth, fifth, or sixth tight end off the off the board and I mean he hasn't he hasn't produced that no touchdowns on the season I mean zero fantasy points five six three that's not something you want he's the tight end 32 right now on the season which I mean he catches just two touchdowns in one game he's probably up in the top six but yeah it's not uh they, they've got to get him going sometime but I, yeah I don't know don't know when that's going to be that the Rams offense going to put up points we know the Eagles are going to put up points does it include Dallas Goddard? I mean, there's three main passing weapons there for the Eagles, and there's somebody who's always thrown to the, you know, to the curb every single week, and been Dallas Goddard more times than not. I'm gonna go. Yeah. One of my uh, my DST sit of the week. It was <laughs> kind of hinted at it earlier. It was actually your DST start of the week. So I, I'll I'll give you my reasoning behind it, and we're a little conflicted between the two. Uh, Texans at Falcons. Um, the Texans so far on the season have been a top 10 DST, uh, which I was kind of surprised by. That's why I had them as my set. I didn't know anybody was playing them, um, but apparently, apparently people were. Statistically, they've been great against the pass, but uh, you know that's kind of 
games tend to get out of hand, and the QB doesn't have to do work. But the Falcons are a run-first team and run second, third. I mean, behind Christian McCaffrey, Bijan, I think, is probably the running back two on the week. Um, and I think he probably gets his first rushing touchdown of his career. I didn't know that Bijan... That's actually the only he's the running back five so far in the season with only one touchdown, which just a, a testament of his skill set. His yeah, how much uh, offense of an offensive weapon he is. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too excited um, against this Texans defense. Yeah, I mean we we will definitely agree to disagree on that one. Uh, I just think. Atlanta's, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, a run first team versus a team that's not that great against the run. Yeah, makes sense. I just don't think that Atlanta gets, I don't think they put up a, put up enough points. Uh, you know, I have, I, I like, like you said, I didn't think anyone was starting Houston. So <laughs> I was going to come up with a nice sleeper defense with a juicy matchup. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Texans perform against Atlanta because that Atlanta offense is just, it's nothing. I Desmond mean, Ritter is not it. No, unfortunately not, because I'd still like to see him develop some more to see how he does. But yeah, he he's not looking like a world beater right now. Yeah, certainly. Um, your DST set of the week, I hope it's not my, is it my start of the week? Is it, this is the Ravens Steelers? No, well, it is the Steelers. Okay, there um, we go. They're, gosh, they're such a talented defense. They're still, you know, basically everyone has them ranked top 10. Everyone's starting the Steelers if you had them. I'm, I'm looking to pivot away from the Steelers. I've actually got them in some leagues. I'll be looking for, for some waiver wire help at defense this week. Because I think Baltimore does pretty well against them. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it happens. There's complimentary football for a reason. When your offense is down, your defense is usually down as well. And so I think the Steelers have a rough week with Baltimore. Yeah, no, that that's legit. Um I totally I totally get the reason behind that. And like I said, it, I, the QB situation, we don't really know how that shakes out now, but I I think we kind of uh nip that in the bud saying that it doesn't really matter who's quarterback it's either way it's a, not great yeah arguably a coin toss that you know who's who's the better quarterback really to be honest but um you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go aside the the texans dst here real quick so that you know i'll just give everybody another one that was kind of my reasoning behind it but i think the chiefs most people are starting that defense they're playing Vikings at home. That could be something where it's a bit of a shootout. I think that's the only other game that's above 50 points over-under. Uh, yeah, highest over-under of the week, actually, 53. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of points yeah. are going to be scored. Uh, Kansas City's only four-point favorites, so it's not really a pick em, but, yeah, I think that's going to be a game. And, and they're at home, so Kirk Cousins going to perform a little bit better there. I don't think it's a, a primetime game either. Uh, nope, it's not. So that's another another feather in his cap. Yeah, I think the Chiefs defense, you know, they're going to get some points scored against them. Gonna have to get some sacks, going to have to get some interceptions to really boost their... They will, they will also have the added disadvantage of having myself and the rest of the family in person rooting for the Vikings. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're making a trip out to Minnesota for the game, 
And so that's that's definitely got to hurt the Chiefs' chances. There you go. No, yeah, that that's <laughs> there you go. Just you know, go ahead and tell them that you know we need you guys to not perform. We had you on the on the pod, so yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna be there. I'm I'm sure you're gonna run into all the all the Swifties and everything too. I know it's not Arrowhead, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun uh, fun experience. I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. I haven't got to a game yet this season. Um, I mean, the closest one to me is it's funny because I live close to San Francisco. But it's the furthest stadium away from the actual city it's named to. It's like, you know, it's in its south, so it's even further from me. I'm like, oh, man. So it's, yeah, it's uh, quite a bit of a hike. But let's go ahead and we'll wrap it up here for the day. Uh, We got our start sits. Um, You know, we went ahead. We went over some injured players. If you, you know, you like what you hear and you want to hear some more, you can go ahead and check out the website, draftdive.com. Articles coming out all the time. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, at draft dive and you can find mine at underscore colt williams don't i think we'll we'll sign us out here uh anything else no just you know feel free to shoot us questions on twitter as well uh the podcast should be available literally anywhere you listen to podcasts so hopefully you found it quite easily but uh for for week five to wrap up wrap up our fantasy football podcast i'm jonah And I'm Colt, and we'll catch you next week.